welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through His ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and today we are talking about our second half of preaching. Now, instead of talking about preaching from the pulpit, we're going to talk about preaching while we're in the pews, while we are listening to preaching. And so, Mike, you're the one who preaches to us the most often, at least at, at our church. So talk to us a little bit about preaching and listening to sound preaching. Well, I love this topic, Winston, because when we're talking about expository preaching, where we read, explain, and apply the word, it has to be connected to the people. And that's where reading, explaining, and applying connects down into lives as people listen, understand, and obey. So my job is to read, explain, apply. Your job is to listen, understand, and obey. That's right. We talked about this a little bit last week about how we all have different roles when we're coming together to listen to preaching. We have the person who's preaching, but there's also a responsibility from the person sitting in the pew. So that you, like you said, read the word, explain the word, apply the word. And not only should we be expecting you to do that, but we should be demanding that of you, right? Absolutely. And I need to also be listening, understanding, and obeying. Absolutely. Like, I'm not preaching it and saying, well, this is just for you. <laughs> it has to go through my life first. And I have a, a stricter judgment coming upon me for even getting up and preaching it. So what you're saying is you have to practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. Live it. Uh, listen to the word as you read it. Seek to understand the word as you explain it. And, and seek to obey the word as it's applied. Because if we're not doers of the word, if we're just hearers of the word, we're deluding ourselves, as James said. That's right. Now, when we talk about listening to sound preaching, when we're talking about it, listening to expository preaching, if you haven't already uh, figured out, we're pretty expository preaching focused. And if you want to hear more about that, go ahead and listen to last week's episode. But this week, we're talking about how exactly to listen to expository preaching, not just what it, it is, but what our responsibility as churchgoers should be. How can we be better equipped to receive this information and what to expect when we go into a expository preaching message? Absolutely. And here's the deal. Someone who is loving Christ and is a believer who wants to grow, this is the person we're thinking of here. This is a person that's been in the word all week. This is the person that's been praying all week. So they're experiencing God all week. And as they're hearing the word on their own and they're seeking to not just hear it, but do it, they come to the preaching time with the same heart. So like, for example, Psalm 119, I've stored your word up in my heart that I might not sin against you. Verse 11, verse 15, I will meditate on your precepts. I will fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. And, and here's a, a person who loves the word of God. And so they're already listening and hearing to the word, hearing the word throughout the week. Now they come with the gathered body. They're hearing the preaching of the word of God and they're very attentive. And I think that's a key word, attentiveness to the word of God. We don't just go to the word to get to know things. We get to know God through the word. So we're attending to the things of God as we read the word and pray individually and with our families throughout the week and with our home group and what have you. But you come to the preaching moment. Now I'm listening. I want to hear the word. I want to take it in. I want to understand it. And I want to obey what God is saying. So what you're saying is we can't just show up on a Sunday morning and expect to get all we can out of a message if we haven't been steeping in the Bible the entire week. 
Right. I love that word that you just used, steeping. This is the like same time in this whole I know. It's one of my favorite yeah. words that you're using right now, steeping, because it gives you, it's like marinating, right? Yeah. You're marinating or, or the tea is steeping in the cup. Well, and if you'll allow me to extend the metaphor a little bit further, if we're marinating in the word, we're not only going to have a richer, more full understanding of it. The taste will be better, if you will. But we're also going to be more sensitive and tender to what is going oh, to be said on a Sunday morning. Okay, me likey. Mm. Okay, so not just the flavor, mm-hmm. but the actual tenderness of our hearts. The depth of which it affects our lives. These are good word pictures. Mm, yes. Word pictures, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so when we talk about expository listening... We're talking about listening to the word, mm-hmm. understanding the word, and then obeying the word, right? Absolutely. You first have to hear it. So you receive the word. They received, like the Bereans, they received the word with all eagerness. You're eager to hear the word of God. And so you're listening, you're receiving it. Uh, you're not fighting in your mind against God when you hear the word, right? You're saying, this is from you, Lord. I love it. I receive it. I love you, Lord. I love your word. Now, talk to me a little bit about what if we're not getting everything out of the sermon that we would like? Um, we're not leaving with something, you know, that we feel like, oh, I really learned something new or I saw God in a different way or now I understand that passage better. What exactly should we be doing if we're not connecting with you on a Sunday morning? Here's what I would say. I think you're coming into the morning with expectations that aren't verbalized. But afterwards, you say, well, this didn't happen. That didn't happen. You're putting too many stipulations on God. Mm. Okay. God wants you to come with, with open hands, with open heart, with open ears. Right. And what is what does the psalmist say in Psalm 119? Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your word. There's no agenda there except, Lord, give me your word. Give me what you want me to have. I think when I go to a, a time of preaching and I'm going to be the listener, I'm going to be the receiver. I'm saying, Lord, Speak for your servant is is listening, right? Speak, O Lord. You're speaking through your word. And I am going to be attentive to that. But if I'm coming with an agenda, well, I'm bound to be disappointed. Because if you're the preacher and I don't you don't know my agenda, how are you going to hit all those points? And let's say you've got 500 people out there or 200 people out there, and we're supposed to be mind readers and, and figure out what each one thinks they need. No, each person needs to come with a yielded heart to God and say, Lord, whatever you give me, that's what I'm going to receive. So I think we need to do away with our agendas that we impose upon the preaching time. Then help me understand a proper agenda, if you will. Uh, how do I come to a Sunday morning with a right heart? How can I come expecting to be to be built up properly, I guess? Well, I think you do what Christians do throughout the week. You walk with Christ, you follow Christ, you deny yourself, you take up your cross and you follow Christ. You live in light of the word, you pray and read the word throughout the week. As you're living your daily life, you seek to be obedient to God. You repent, you live in a life of repentance. You you have reconciled relationships. You don't come into the into the morning dragging all your issues and all your problems in that you haven't tried to to do what is biblical about. And you come in and, and you, you, again, you want sound teaching. So for example, if, if the preacher is preaching error, that's not good. So what did the Bereans do, by the way? They received the word with all eagerness. They examined the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. That's what it tells us they did. In fact, I'm thinking right now about 1 Thessalonians and chapter 2. And what did Paul say to them when he was commending them? Verse 13, 
We also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, so here's another group receiving the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. And it says you became imitators of the churches of God in Christ and you suffered and and you did these things because you love the Lord. And I, I think I would just say loud and clear, I'm going to repeat it. We need to get rid of our pre-imposed agendas that are consumeristic, really, yeah. at the heart. We're basically coming and saying, well, I need this, 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 and this. Like we're going shopping or something. You know, you're going to Costco or something. And if I don't leave with that, you know, one time someone said to me, I don't really learn a lot from your sermons. I don't really learn a lot of new things. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, it's because you know everything. <laughs> and this person moved away and God has grown them a lot. And he, they told me at one point uh, some things about that. They, they loop back around and explain some things about where their heart was at in those days. Now, you're not saying that you have the sole truth when it comes to preaching, right? You're no, not saying that, that would you be have prideful. The, yeah. And we're not saying that uh, we as Grace Church have the only way that somebody can learn anything. That's not at all what we're saying. No, but we're not going to a, we're, we're not going to a, a do it yourself restaurant where you get to, you know, cook the food yourself. And I've had people say to me, I wish you would have said this or that. And I'm like, good point. I'll bring it into second or third hour. You know, if you tell me right after first hour, but other times I'm like, you know, this is what God, the message God gave me. And there was plenty I left out and sure I could have brought that in or this in. And sometimes it's just between you and the Lord. Some of your study, you don't bring everything in. And it's kind of like, you know, we have five kids and when they were younger, sometimes one of the kids wouldn't like what we were serving for dinner. And my thing was, this is what's for dinner tonight. You know, we're not making five different meals for everyone. This is what's getting served. It's been served and made with love. Um, you need to receive that or or you don't have to eat. You know, you can reject it, right? I love though in the Bible where it says they just receive the word with, with eagerness. The Thessalonians did it. The Bereans did it. I want to do that. Yeah, and I, I think that that is a excellent point to have that we need to be expecting to hear the word of God when we come. Like, this is not a small, this is not a small thing, right? Like, right. we've been given such a gift from God uh, that his word is attainable. That we live in an age where I can buy a Bible online and I can pay $2.99 extra and have Amazon delivered to me that afternoon. There you go. Like, this is a, this <laughs> is a very special time and... When we talk about going and receiving the word on a Sunday morning, it should be, like we said, steeped in the word uh, all throughout the week leading up to that Sunday morning. Right. And I think we do have a tendency sometimes to idolize preachers. And sometimes people will say, wow, I just heard the word today. But really, they really liked his words or the the uh, emphasis they put on. And look, the way I would put it is this. Well, not everyone's going to like my personality or the way I present it. I'm not the best preacher in the world, but I sure want to be the most faithful preacher I can be and handle the word accurately and, and give it engagingly and, and trust God to do something in the lives of people. But I think what happens sometimes is people think, well, the preacher was preaching, that was the word, and they mix the word in, it's like a study Bible. You know, no, the only part of the study Bible that's the word of God is the word of God. The word of man isn't the word of God. So my words can be used by God, but they don't become the word of God when I'm preaching, okay? The word of God, that's why you want your sermon filled with Bible. That's why you want your sermon anchored in the Bible. That's why you want your sermon 
from the word of God and faithful to the word of God. And basically, what is the point of that passage? That's one of the reasons why we do expository preaching. So now we've talked a little bit about listening to the word that that one's pretty easy because all we have to do is just, you know, like look at you and hear the words coming out of your mouth. That one's pretty easy. Uh, then we talk about understanding the well, word. Well, hold on a minute. What I'm hearing, if you just look at me and, and see the words <laughs> coming out of my mouth, you could be, you know, thinking about lunch later. So you do want to have your mind engaged. I, I heard a sermon recently where the preacher and I was watching on video. The preacher was literally saying this. He pointed to his head and he said, disengage this. And then he pointed to his heart and said, Dis and, and engage this. So literally, don't think. Just go with your heart. And what I'm saying is if you're listening to the word, you're thinking, you're engaging your mind. You're you want your mind absorbed with what the actual words are saying. Yeah. How in the world can we say that when we're literally supposed to be loving God with all of our heart, soul, and mind and strength. Amen. No, not mind. Let's just turn that off, <laughs> disconnect it. So uh, that's listening. Then understanding goes into, again, following more carefully. Uh, I know a lot of people take notes. Uh, I I am struggling to learn how to take notes. I'm a very bad note taker. I always have been. But I, I do find that when I take notes, I may be distracted as I'm writing a certain note down. Mm -hmm. But those notes become all the more clear for me. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. If I'm not taking notes during a sermon, I'm probably not listening to the sermon. Mm. I need to take notes. Uh, I took, you know, 10,000 words of notes at Shepherd's Conference this year, typing them in because that keeps me on task. Yeah. So there are a lot of different strategies to uh, to listening better and then to then understand it better and really pondering these things, talking about them, not only uh, not only like with other believers while you're at church, but even on the car ride home and then throughout mm -hmm. the week. That way you have a better understanding and a grasping of what's being said. Absolutely. And I know this has been my hobby horse probably in this podcast on the agenda thing that we bring to the word. And that's key for me because I remember once being in Virginia, we were on vacation and we went to Angela's uh, grandparents church and the preacher didn't give us anything good. Mm. And he had a really weird story that he told. And I remember sitting there thinking, Lord, even in this setting, when there's not good preaching going on and there's kind of wacky illustrations being given, Lord, you can still teach me. I still had my Bible open. I was reading the Bible. I can get something out of this and I can take something and learn from it. And I think I want to go back to 2 Timothy chapter 4, where we're charged to preach the word. And then it says, exhort uh, with complete patience and teaching for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. And let me just say this. There is no excuse for bad preaching. Okay, we need to work hard. And if, if I preach badly, that's on me. But the word is still perfect. What do I say? The word is the only perfect part of the worship service, right? God is perfect. His word is perfect. And I'm not saying, oh, you know, putting sloppy stuff out there and saying, well, you just have to accept it. No, we need to work very hard to make sure we have the meaning of the text, make sure that this is in an, it's being presented in an engaging way uh, that can connect with the hearers. And we need to take responsibility for the hearers to actually be listening. And so it's not just on you, it's on me as the preacher as well. But I want to point this out. It says that people will have itching ears and they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. And I just say to the preachers, we have got to preach the word strongly. And to the listeners, I'd say this, 
Expositional listening is the most demanding. Mm -hmm. So I want to commend you. If you're an expositional listener, that means you're doing the hardest work of a listener. You're not coming with your agenda and saying, well, he didn't say what I want him to say. You are really working hard to receive the word of God. That's hard work. So enduring sound doctrine, they won't endure sound doctrine. Uh, they, you want to receive it. That's right. And part of that expository listening pairs with that last part. We, we've listened to the word, we are understanding the word, and then lastly, we are obeying the word, right? Your job mm -hmm. was to read, explain, apply. That last one, apply, helps us so that we can go do the word. We are not mere hearers of the word. We are doers of the word. And that's the last important part of expository listening. Yes, I love it because this now takes you into the rest of that day and the next day, whatever days God grants you until the next time you hear preaching. And the idea is you you just heard the word and you want to obey it. Now you're going to be reading the Bible more that day. You're going to read the Bible the next day. It all kind of commingles and it's, it's basically all blending together when God is using it to sanctify you, but you go out and you're like, I want to do what God says in his word. And I do think that preaching should be followed by a pause where we, we resolve in our hearts to obey what we have been taught, what we have heard preached and that we would go out and actually, that would make a difference in our life, in our family, in our relationships, uh, really to the ends of the earth. So that's the role of expository listening. That's the exciting part of uh, actually doing the work is when you're hearing those uh, different preachers preaching expositionally, you are listening expositionally and then applying it to your life. You're obeying what is being said. Also, if you want to know more about these different topics, the books that I would recommend, firstly, when it comes to expository listening, is a book by Ken Ramey called Expository Listening. Very, very good book. I think we still have a few copies out on the book table, so go ahead and grab one of those. And then secondly, if you wanted to be more engaged in weekly and daily discovery of the Bible, getting more on topic with uh, uh, just different things throughout the Bible. One thing that I would suggest to you is a, a new resource from Crossway called the New City Catechism. Uh, I know that word catechism can scare us a little bit, but actually, uh, it's my a good wife, resource. Yeah, my wife and I have been going through it, and it's been excellent. Uh, we we really enjoy just taking a whole week. There's 52 questions and 52 answers, and so we take one a week, and we've been going through it and just asking ourselves what each question is. It's been it's been very good. And Tim Keller and his crew that put that together uh, did a, a different spin on some of the wordings and explanations. And so it, it's challenging. It's a good thing. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed that. So those would be two resources to help equip you as you not only prepare for Sunday morning, but then go out and do Sunday morning. Well, and that's going to do it for us today in Ordinary Church. Uh, we hope that you'll join us next week. But if you want to ask us a question or suggest a topic similar to what we just talked about, this was actually from a listener who sent in uh, an email asking about uh, this specific topic. And so we actually turned into two podcasts. Look at that. Uh, but if you can go ahead and email us at ordinarychurch at gmail.com. If you do, like I said, there's a good chance it might even turn into a podcast. Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Winston. You're doing a great job, by the way. <laughs> Thanks so much. And we hope you'll join us next time as we remain faithful, even in the ordinary.